Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Full disclaimer, I just feel I need to share this before we begin start afresh i recently had an intolerance test turns out actually it's more than just straight people in light wash denim and turfs that i'm intolerant to i'm actually gluten intolerant now i'm that person i mean i'm disappointed in myself and my bits on the inside so uh she's gluten free nowadays girls some might say fun free Anyway, new season, season three. Let's do it. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Hello, and welcome back to a brand new spanking season of After the Tone. Uh, I'm Scotty, your host, your guide, some might say, through this weekly audio experience in which punters from around the world leave voice notes for me to ponder, essentially, and you lot at home just listen along. It's that simple. As ever, I have no idea what I'm about to hear. The marvel that is producer Debbie has gone through the burner phone and picked off the start of some brand new conversations for us to kick this season going. This season is going to be 12 episodes long, so, you know, stick around because there's about three months of this to go. Don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, a warning or a threat. Maybe it's all of them. If you're new around here, welcome. You'll quickly get to know the regulars and the lurkers. And we really do encourage you lot to get involved because without your calls, as I always say, there is no show. We'll be giving you the number out a little bit later on. But before that, oh, I tell you what, Debbie and I have really enjoyed that break. Some might say a little bit too much, but I tell you what, it was nice. And essentially, you know, just put this out there for everyone who's like, oh my God, when the podcast come back, we were on air weekly for six months. <laughs> six months listening to you lot talk about your favourite flavour of crisps. 
So I think, you know, we deserved a little rest, but hopefully you'll start to see that we switched things up, you know, because we didn't take all the time off. We did a few little bits and bobs. And so we've got a new picture, discuss, and we'll also be dropping a few new treats here and there. Other than that, I don't think not much has really changed, has it? <laughs> I mean, we're still all locked in our houses, eating biscuits and watching reality TV from 10 years ago, aren't we? Come on. You know, I was really evaluating why I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills 2008 last night. And then I remembered uh, 2008 was just a way less complicated year for things. <laughs> so um, I guess that's why we're all doing it. Anyway, before I start getting morbid, season three, episode one, Debbie, load me up. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everyone. It's Fran. I didn't mean to sound that, oh sorry, I should say, following up from my last uh, call, can't believe I was featured, I was like, who the hell is that copy bitch, and then realised it was me, I feel famous or something, I didn't really mean to sound quite so sort of aggressive, I guess, maybe it's just me, but I really struggle with asserting myself and boundaries, as you probably can tell from that story about the sticker on the door, but... I guess because it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, the working class in me, the sort of aggressive, I've got to fight for what's mine and what I want, comes out across like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of nerves. Thanks for the badge, though. I actually want one, please. And I'm quite glad that you didn't actually give me a nickname because I don't want to be known as the aggressive one. The gobby one, the mouthy one, fine, but not the aggressive one. Anyway, loving the pod. I hope your arse fillers go well and can't wait for the next episode and next series. Bye! Sorry, it's Fran again. I've just got to say, why the fuck have I sent all those voice notes and then just been trying to, like, justify and explain it? Yeah, so what if I am a bit fucking aggressive? I want a badge. You end up apologising for whether it's being assertive or saying, yeah, I want this or... Fuck, just even apologising for the working classness, like, there's so much guilt and shit with it, isn't there? So anyway, yeah, as long as I don't get nicknamed the aggressive one, the gobby one's fine, but yeah, other than that, I'm sweet, I'm happy, and yeah, I want a fucking badge, please, Scotty. Thank you, bye! Oh, for fuck's sake, Fran, my God. Alright, I get the point, hun, do you know what I mean? I might start calling you pushy Fran from now on. <laughs> also, this fucking talk of badges... Would you lot give it up? Debbie, these fucking cunts want more than fucking blood from us. I wanted to send a message today about the conversations around fatness and health um, that have been coming up over the last few weeks. So first off, JRF, I hope that you're doing okay. Sending you loads of love because it's really fucking shit when you go to the doctor and you need help and they tell you that you need to lose weight and that there's something wrong with you and that you have to do something before you deserve the care that you deserve. It's so, so terrifying being in a fat body and going to the doctor because it's almost like you go in there not only thinking, oh, what's going on with me? Am I alright? You're also like, how long until they're going to be like, gotcha? Have you thought about losing weight? I'm so sick of it. I'm like, especially kind of moving to a new place. I'm currently kind of like trying to build up all of those people around me again that I had in Cork before and who I knew I'd kind of had those conversations with where I had to kind of sit them down and be like, oh, okay, so I've actually decided I don't want to lose weight anymore. So I need you to treat me for the symptoms that I have and not the, the body that I'm in. Thanks very much. 
anyone who's dealing with that bullshit, I'm really sorry. It's absolute bull and you don't deserve it. You deserve healthcare and I hope it gets better. But also, Scotty, I really have to give your show Fat Blokes a massive shout out here because um, when I went to see it, it completely changed my mind on so many things about myself. It was the first time I saw myself represented on a stage and I cried for the whole time watching it. And um, in relation to what you were talking about, wanting to be a smaller fat, I get it. You know, it's such a head fuck. Um, but I think that the thing that Fat Blokes told me is that there's no end to the story. It's not like a case of like, aha, accept my fatness and that's it. It's it's a daily thing. And I hope that it becomes a bit lighter for you. Big love to you all. You're all great. Thank you for helping me all through my mentals. Big kisses. Oh, hello, lovely. Now, I think you've called before. So I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you very much for coming back into the room. Now, yes, we have been talking about fatness and health and it's always such a minefield, isn't it? Because, you know, I know some people who take the role of fat activists who refuse to have that conversation now because it's a conversation in which everyone and their dog suddenly have done five years (laughs) of health training, you know, particularly in the UK where they're like, yeah, but what about the NHS? What about the fucking NHS? If you really give that much of a fucking shit, stop voting fucking Tory. Those are the fucking dickheads who were trying to fucking destabilise the NHS. Not, you know, fat Jean in the corner. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? It's a really complicated question because it always comes down to fat people and the economy and then fat people and the global economy, like with this major risk to capitalism. Too fucking right. There should be more major risks to capitalism because it kills so many other people. And all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? This is the the great thing. Like, you can be penalised, laughed at, mocked, like a common denominator for every but of every joke. But as soon as you want to defend yourself as being a fat person, you know, people want to keep you alive all of a sudden. Oh, you know, but I'm only doing this because I care. No, a minute ago, you were fucking laughing at me. So it's a really strange headspace to exist in as a fat body. And if you're listening to this a bit like bemused, welcome to our world. What we were talking there about when you go to the doctors, quite often people will say, yes, but isn't it good that the doctor picks up that, you know, you're fat? And, you know, of course, it's a doctor's job to say they want you to be healthier in line with BMI, etc. This is not what we're refuting as fat people, I don't think. I think what we're refuting is fat blindness. So there are countless case studies across the world in which fat people go to the doctor presenting with symptoms that doctors will then just diagnose as obesity. And unfortunately, this is how a lot of fat people die. They don't die from obesity-related illnesses or obesity as a primary cause for death. It's because when you go to the doctor as a fat person, if you're presenting with things like cancers or leukemia or a brain clot, I'm sort of going off of um, case studies that I've read, doctors will say diabetes, obesity. And actually, this is how fat people die because they can't see past it. Also as well with depression and mental health, two years ago, I went to the doctor and was like, I think I need to start medication. I'm in therapy, but I also need something alongside this. And they were like, have you thought about exercise? <laughs> like... Now, if you think 
fatness is the reason for her historical trauma, <laughs> then you've got another thing going on. Like, if you think the reason why I'm mental is because I like a chocolate cake, then we really need to have a little sit down. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm really hope that this conversation keeps going. I'm also really glad that Fat Blokes, one of my stage shows, touched you. You know, forever the lady die of theatre and light entertainment. Am I only less royal and uh, more of a socialist? Anyway, shouldn't speak ill of the dead, supposedly. So um, yes to more conversations about body autonomy and fatness. I look forward to how this unravels over season three. Hi, ah, yes, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hello, love. How are you? I am producer Debbie. I am the carer, and oh, carer's mama, lovely, bless her, ninety-one. And hello, the rest of the ATT crew. Firstly, marvelous news: the blood has come back, the kidneys, the liver are all functioning well, and the cholesterol is normal. I know, right? Insert gasp there. No sign of blood pressure results as yet. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention was I was scrolling through that there internet, as one does, and came across a meme that said people masturbate more often than they brush their teeth. It reminded me of my very, very horrific flatmate of yesteryear his bedroom used to be right next to the bathroom and when he would go into the shower he would crank up his music so he could hear the music while he was in the shower and I had some friends over and we were entertaining in the sitting room and he was listening to music loud so I walk straight into the bathroom because normally if you were in there having a shower the light would be on and you could see through the glass like it was like frosted glass so you knew not to go in but anyway i threw open the door to find my horrible flatmate at the time having a go at himself in the shower and brushing his teeth and i was like oh sorry and closed the door and to this day it confuses me so much because <laughs> Are you having a wank and you go, oh, I could really do with brushing my teeth while I'm doing this? Or are you brushing your teeth and go, oh, this is getting me in the mood. Best have a little tug on myself. But doing that, multitasking in the shower. And you remember when you had to like pat your tummy and rub your head or vice versa? It just enters that. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with the group. Wild, eh? Any road? Oh, you had a nice time, weren't you and Debbie, while you were away? And I'm sure your cheeks are bulging. But any road, love and light, God bless, sweetheart. Big love to you and the listeners. And a big kiss from that JRF. Bye! That JRF there, one of many regulars that we've seemed to accrue, but a mainstay. The lady at the end of the bar, we might say. Now, JRF, I just want to pick you up on a couple of things before you get going. All last season, it was, hello, Harry and Liam, this. Hello, Harry and Liam, that. Oh, how quickly they are forgotten. Very fickle, aren't we, JRF? So, hello, Harry and Liam and Harry. Yes, some of us actually remember these people that are dear to our hearts, JRF. Now, uh, when you said your kidneys were normal, <laughs> I did think to me, what's she eating kidneys for? 
And then it occurred to me that we're having a health update from you because from season two, we will realise that JRF was on a very fancy machine calling in with the... It was like she'd gone beatboxing for a while. Anyway, I don't, a filth chat from JRF. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It feels a bit like your nan talking about having it off. And, you know, you want to accept that your nan's a sexual person, but you just don't really want to hear about it. I also feel, JRF, here that you are penalising someone for being ambidextrous. Ambidextrous pride. I think it's work like that we should actually be praising and not putting down, darling. Okay? So you just have a little word with yourself. As your flatmate was doing. (laughs) See, if you can brush your teeth and have a go at the same time, it's a life skill. Hiya, Scotty. First time caller, long time listener. I don't want a badge. I've got loads of badges because everyone thinks that I should be a badge-wearing person. Anyway, following on from Toby in the final episode of Series 2. Ooh, get you. I was going to talk about my sexual mishaps. So I hospitalised myself twice. Never hospitalised someone else though. Once I ended up needing hospital attention because I had used a makeshift blindfold, which was a cardigan wrapped around my head. And I've not had any peripheral vision ever since that day. Wouldn't recommend it. And also quite a difficult one to explain to everyone at the eye hospital and every optician appointment ever since and then slightly upping the stakes I feel at that point quite soon after that point a evening of extracurricular singular activities let's put it that way resulted in seven wonderful orgasms but also me ending up in recess in A&E because they thought I'd had a stroke and my right side has never been the same since I mean, they were good orgasms, but I'm not sure that they were really worth all that. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that new partners are always quite concerned that I just bring the haphazard energy into any situation. I use a sling and a hoist to get out to bed and into wheelchairs and all sorts. And um, even with that, I mean, I managed to make mistakes. And it turns out very painful if you end up being pulled around by your pubes because you've essentially not quite got the sling in the right place, would not recommend. Anyway, on that note of entirely oversharing, you're great and thank you for what you do and for everybody else that's involved. I feel like you're all my friends in lockdown at the moment. Take care all. Bye. This is why I do this podcast. Thank you so much. So first off, long-time listener, first-time caller. What's wrong with a badge, hey? I'm more than happy to give out a badge. They're in production. I don't know. Why wouldn't you want to take a badge from me? (laughs) I'm going to start badge gaslighting people now. (laughs) Now, first off, hospitalised not once but twice. My God, we're going to have to have a risk assessment of you just being on the podcast. <laughs> now, how do you lose your peripheral, peripheral, easy for you to say with Matifin. I'll have a run up at it. Peripheral, 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 something like that. Vision, you know, the bits on the side. <laughs> what were you using as a bandage? Like a fucking <laughs> bread knife? <laughs> like, how? How? 
oh, oh God, now I'm just like, oh, it brings up lots more questions, which I feel perhaps if you felt comfortable to let us know, you know, we would like to understand what was being used and A&E with stroke-like symptoms. Bless ya. I mean, well, at least you have a great time. (laughs) Now, I wonder if this is a thing. I wonder if like, you know, you can have such good orgasm that you can do one side of yourself in. Oh, God. They don't teach you that in sex education, do they? And just a little halftime reminder that we love to read your messages and your reviews and to have a little chit chat with you throughout the week. And particularly for those of you who are, you know, warming up to making a phone call, but, you know, they still want to just kind of sound things out. You can speak to us, hashtag after the tone P-O-D on all platforms. You can also find our backstage chat. We have a space called patreon.com forward slash after the tone. There our regulars get involved with some of the chit chat and the gossip behind the scenes. Uh, We've also got a couple of reviews here. One from Burks me either apparently that's her name best thing on the internet scotty and callers have got me through lockdown with a modicum of sanity i'm gonna have to google what modicum means and another lovely one here that says effing fabulous it's brilliant like bottled sunshine i couldn't agree anymore because i am actually suddenly feeling a little bit more brighter so remember get in contact with us we do like to speak to you contrary to popular belief (laughs) missed you la it's stuck in the carer hi scotty should have started with that, anyways. We still in the old school, new school. This is all new, isn't it? Again, welcome back. I've missed your dulcet tones. I'm um, just need to concentrate for a minute because I think since we're on a new podcast, we need to be sharing now. You know what I mean? <sighs> you know, because as you say, you know what I mean. Your best mates, you can talk when you're in the toilet and just having a ramp with everyone. So I went, oh, it's a good one. It's a long one. I've been having a few hours. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. JRF, how are you, darling? Fucking looking fierce out there, girl. Yes. Oh, a little bit more. Scotty, missed you. Yeah, I missed your dulcet tones. You're around and Debbie. Oh, just a little bit more there was just, you know, care and attention. And I was told once by a boyfriend that mama never told me how to piss properly, which I found really fucking offensive. And I didn't shake, and it was all that thing at the urinals as a kid, though. It was like three shakes is a pool, isn't it? Or four shakes is a pool. Oh, urinal humour. Anyway, I've just finished a fucking epic audiobook since my dyslexia and the reading audiobooks have fucking enlightened me. Suddenly I've become a clever cunt. I've just finished reading The Myth of Race. Race doesn't fucking exist. They've known it for fucking a long time, like 1800 shit. Um, but racism does. It fucking blew my mind to a lot of things. And it just reminds me, it just comes back to the same thing. Public enemy says it's a fear of a black planet. That's all this is. It's an absolute terrifying fear of a fucking black planet. Fucking white supremacy psychosis is just terrified that if black people have power, they're going to do to us, whitey, what we did to them over the last 800 years. And I'm like, fucking, there is no evidence. It's fear of a black planet. Public enemy said it all. Hand it all over as quick as you possible. I have no fear of a black planet. 
I am submitting all power over to anybody of a dark or brown persuasion because that's what it's fucking getting like right now. Do you know what I mean? We talk about trauma and like addressing sort of how we how we use language and stuff, the pronouns and things. I do think this is a bigger fish to fry until we hit that. I mean, how would you like the PCDUA say like, oh, you're mixed race? Of course you're not mixed race. There's no fucking race. There's no such thing as a race. So how can you be a mixed race? You're just a fucking person. It's how we change that language. You know what I mean? We've got so much fucking blood on our hands and colonial madness. And I think that's why we go around saying sorry all the time because we know we're a bunch of cunts. We just fucked everything up. Um, love you all out there. Check your white psychosis, man. Really check it. Stay strong, stay true, and most importantly, stay beautiful, shining creatures that are you. Oh, the carer there, she's back. And she's back with a PSA, a public service announcement, having a slash at the same time. So there you go. You could live in JRF's house, being multi-dexterous talented. And a healthy gush, it sounds like, there as well. So congratulations. Yes, now, racism. Let's not kid ourselves that in the next minute and a half of me talking that somehow we are going to solve something or I'm going to enlighten the people that are listening to this podcast. You know, also coming from another white voice. Yes, there is this fear within white radical right-wing circles of black majority and black majority is happening. It's projected that certain countries will have a black or brown majority within the next 10 years. Those aren't things that frighten me. These are just facts. But what I find very interesting, what's currently happening at the moment, is we're having this public discourse in the UK about how the royal family have treated Meghan Markle as a woman of colour. What I find so interesting is that it's taken Meghan Markle for people to recognise that the royal family is a colonial racist institution that people are like, this is awful. This needs to be abolished. Hello? <laughs> like, in which fucking world? Like, we have got black peers, academics, friends, brothers, sisters and siblings that have been saying this for a very long time. But it takes one celebrity, for a better word, to walk away from that institution to say, this isn't working and these are the reasons why. Now, some might say that Black Lives Matter and the movement that has come from that has had to happen before we could address that. But why has there had to be more black bloodshed, more black grief? And something which I feel very strongly about, particularly with post-colonialism brain mindset on, is reparations that have to be formal, frank, explicit and plentiful, because I think they go some of the way. Yes, this could be pure, like, capitalism buy-off, but I think... You know, I'm, like, getting in tangles about this a little bit, because I think it is very complex, and I think these are the conversations that we as white people need to be having with ourselves, which are frank and honest, but also that we don't have to claim to know the answers and the way through, but we also don't park the labour of those answers with our black and brown friends. So, 
I feel like I have conversations about race in quite a clumsy way because I don't want to pretend I know how to detangle it. I don't want to pretend that I understand the route through. But something I did want to pick you up on, the carer, was like about the priority of racism and our conversations around race. When you sort of mentioned there about, you know, like we're all talking about pronouns, etc., etc., but we should be. And actually, I just want to remind you that like our black and brown friends are also trans people. Our black and brown sisters and siblings are also using they them pronouns. So I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's by acknowledging all of these social issues, all of this grief, anger and pain that we become better people. I don't think there's a priority in terms of we can't talk about this because we should be talking about this. I think we should be talking about it all and putting all of our dirty laundry out to dry. Hi, Scotty. It's me again. I'm just checking back in. I really feel like there's a vibe of, you know, now spring's coming through. It's like daffodils are perking their heads through the grass and bringing with them good energy, good vibes. I'm feeling it. So anyway, Scotty, I'm just checking back in because I thought I'd let you know a good while ago now. I sent you in a little voice note and I said, oh, goodness, like the celestial voices have spoken but my horoscope said I should not be going on a date whenever it was anyway the date was cancelled blah 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 turns out that person has since ghosted me do you know what that means Scotty that means I was on to something and I think you could apologize now for insulting my horoscope love hope you have a wonderful week Scotty bye now Oh, hi, me again. Now, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Would you stop reading the horoscopes? Do you know when people post things on their Instagram stories, me and him and Jules were having this conversation last night, you know, they're like, oh, typical Pisces, and it's like a meme, and you're like, is that, isn't it? Am I going to fucking apologise for a misreading a horoscope? Absolutely not. Because you know what? I'm going to give you a horoscope now. You live at house in the door and today you're going to breathe. There you go. Call me Psychic Sally. Why don't you? Hi, Scotty. I want to ask, are you doing okay? I think that's important. Um, the carer brought up about the Peter Pan syndrome and then you talked about queer people not being able to have a childhood or being robbed of a childhood and <laughs> I'm fucking emotional right now. Oh, my childhood was really weird. I didn't have a father figure. My biological father upped and left when I was like one um, and I spent most of my life, even up until now, just trying to make sense of how someone could do that. And I think that robbed me of, like, whenever anyone ever used to talk about doing stuff with their father, that never happened to me. My mum, bless her heart, she brought me up. She struggled and struggled and struggled. She, the conversations I've had with her, there were times where she wouldn't eat to feed me because we had cool money. She was training to be a nurse at the time and it was just... Yeah, I, I, it, it just it just hit me, and I realised that 
I find comfort in creative things because I always lost myself in creative things as a kid. I would do colouring in and record little radio stations on a tape because it was me being able to just just escape from it and just to find something to do. I had a terrible time through school. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a child. I was supported through primary school with it. And then when I left primary school, they decided that I'd done really well and I didn't need any more support. And then I went into secondary school and fucking hell, I was bullied solidly for the whole time I was there. So I don't feel like I'll ever grow up. Um, And I don't think I want to, because I like that I can delve into creative spaces and escape every so often. And I've been doing that a lot during lockdown. And I didn't think I was going to get this emotional talking about it, but it just hit me in the feels. Thanks for listening. Oh, lovely Toby there, one of our regulars. A tearful Toby, bless ya. And you know, it's all it's all allowed here. And um, I just want to remind people, you know, like we all come to these different awakenings at different times, don't we? Feel free to call up and, you know, splurge it and share it. And hopefully this can be a productive space for it. How am I doing? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I sort of feel a bit weird saying that coming out of that call, but also I'm doing all right in comparison to lots of different headspaces that I've been through through the last five years. So, you know, can't complain. I can also relate to this idea of a father figure. I found out when I was 12 that my dad, who I'd always called dad, wasn't my father. Biological father, if you want to call it that, did a similar exit stage left when I was born and uh, he was asked if he was going to have anything to do in my life and he can give my grandfather an answer and I guess the real answer to this is about accountability and masculinity really. Luckily my mum met somebody who wanted to become a parent to me and I think when we tangle these ideas of masculinity and accountability and absence and class and poverty as you have and as I've done in a lot of work they are really complex fields for me it's really shaped my relationship with men and masculinity not so much about the absence of men but the sort of men that I was exposed to and I grew up around so yeah I understand the complexities particularly as queer people as well you know we throw that on top and it just adds a whole nother dynamic doesn't it So, yeah, I also used to use felt tips and drawings as a route of escapism. And I wrote a piece of work for a radio show I did about three years ago called Felt Tips. And it's about essentially how my mum used to give me felt tips and paper when we didn't have much. She used to steal the paper from people's houses that she used to clean. (laughs) And um, essentially commissioned me to, to do drawings. She'd be like, oh, do a drawing of something for, and then name a posh person she used to clean the house for. And then she used to leave my pictures on people's fridges, which, you know, was dead cute. But there's a sadness to that as well. And I think I wrote in um, class, a stage show that I've been doing, about how my felt tip drawings were of other people's houses on other people's paper. You know, at the time I didn't feel that, but on retrospect, when you reflect, it can be melancholy, can't it? 
Toby, I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're looking out for yourself. And remember, um, do something kind to yourself today. Maybe you get the felt tip pens out today, please. And that is it for the first week back to school. Look at that. Yeah, we've covered it all. We've done sexual mishaps, dexterity, racism, the royal family, horoscopes. <laughs> and we've also even talked about being common, of course, because, you know, why not? Because we need fucking more spaces to be able to do that. Thank you so much for those of you who called up this week. I'm looking forward to hearing new calls and new conversations for next week. If you want to get involved, you know what you've got to do. Open up that app that's called WhatsApp and send a voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. It's a kind caring space here. So honestly, don't be too nervous about calling up. I do not bite unless you ask me to. And remember, get in contact with us, hashtag after the tone POD. And we'd love to see you over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Uh, We'll be back every Thursday morning in your little inboxes. So make sure that you press the subscribe, the like, the whatever button that you're supposed to press. And we would love to get a little review from you, you know, because, you know, mummy's back in the charts and she knows she's she's got to work her way back up there. Right. Have a gorge week. We'll see you next Thursday. After the After the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the tone is presented by me, Scotty, edited by Debbie Kilbride, and is a Debbie Productions production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.